So David's not a warrior. He's still a boy. He's a shepherd. A shepherd boy. And in this trip, he was an errand boy. Right? His dad sent him on an errand to take care of his big brothers. So David goes, and he hears Goliath harassing, taunting them, teasing them, talking badly about their God. And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were sore afraid. So not only did David hear what Goliath was, see, was, was saying, but he saw the results of it. He saw what it made the armies, powerful, strong army of Israel, do. They ran away. David, like, what is going on here? This does not compute. And so David says, uh, and the men of Israel, sorry, in verse 25, have you seen this man that is come up? Surely to defy Israel is he come up. And it shall be that the man who killeth him, the king, will enrich him with great riches and will give him his daughter and make his father's house free in Israel. And David spake to the men that stood by him, saying, wait a minute. What shall be done to the man that killeth this Philistine? Like, tell me again, what's going to happen for the one that kills this guy? He's going to have favor. He's going to get to marry the king's daughter. His family's not going to have to pay taxes ever again. They're going to be free. There should be like a long line of guys waiting to try this out. So David says, uh, so what shall be done to the man that killeth this Philistine and taketh away the reproach of Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Who is this uncircumcised? You know, that's like cussing. That's about as cuss of a word as David's going to let come out of his mouth. Uncircumcised. He doesn't have covenant. He doesn't have promise with God. He doesn't have favor with God. He doesn't have God's power resting upon him. He doesn't have God's promises propelling him. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Oh, and the people answered him after this manner, saying, so shall it be to the man that killeth him. Yep, yep, that's right. If you kill this guy, you are going to have the favor of the king. You're going to get to marry his daughter. You're going to have the king's riches, and your, house, your father's house is going to be free. No taxes. Yep, that's the, that's the prize. And Eliab, the oldest brother, here we go. Heard when he spake unto the men, and Eliab's anger was kindled against David. And he said, Why camest thou hither? 
with whom has thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? So he's even cutting down what David does. Like, you don't even watch a whole lot of sheep. You just have a couple sheep out in the wilderness. You come down here to do what? Who'd you leave those sheep with, boy? Like, snap out of it. Why? Because he's jealous. He's threatened. Like, my, my baby brother is saying words of faith that I should be saying. Oh. I know thy pride, he says to his brother, and the naughtiness of thine heart. For thou art come down that thou mightest see the battle. Oh, I know what you want to do. You just want to see us play battle. You just want to see the fight. So you're not doing the job. You're not doing what dad asked you to do. You're just down here out of your own curiosity. Come on now. We're not playing toy soldiers. All right. And David said, what have I done now? It's like, what now? David has a history of hearing people say, no, not you. No, not you. Not you to be king? No, not you. Not you to fight in battle? No, not you. And this is something that David has to deal with. And so we see here, let's keep on going. Is there not a cause, David said? Like, isn't there a reason why I should be here? And he turned from him toward another and spake after the same manner. So he asked one more guy. Now tell me again the prize for dealing with this Goliath guy, this uncircumcised Philistine. Tell me again what's going to happen to me if I deal with him. And the people answered him again after the former matter. And when the words were heard which David spake, they rehearsed them before Saul, and he sent for him. And David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. They're like, uh, uh-uh, no more fear here. I'll go do it. I don't have a problem with that. The uncircumcised Philistine, he's not in covenant with God. I'm in covenant with God. I'm a man after God's own heart. God sees my future. Hey. That's why I'm here. And Saul said to David, no. Saul said to David, thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth, and he is a man of war from his youth. So Saul, David, so only one willing, the only one that has a mustard seed of faith to go stand before Goliath. And Saul says, no, not you. That's impossible. You're just a boy. He's been a warrior, killing, loving blood since he was a boy. You can't do this. But God. 
And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. So David begins to rehearse what he has done. That in keeping the sheep, there was a bear that came. There was a lion that came. But they could not kill David because there was anointing on David's life. And David says, this uncircumcised Philistine shall be no different than the bear or the lion. Eh, makes no matter to me. They're not in covenant with God. I'm in covenant with God, he says. So Saul says, well, all right, if you're going to do this, you use my armor. So Saul begins to put all of his armor on David. You know, David's a shepherd boy. He's not a warrior. He doesn't deal with armor and coats of mail and spears and all that stuff. That was just a burden. So David tells Saul respectfully, so, sir, Thank you, but no thank you. I'm going to do this God's way. So the Bible goes on to tell us that David went down to the brook, and he picked out five smooth stones. Because what what did he do when he was out keeping the sheep? Before the days of internet connections and Wi-Fi. What are you going to do when you're out keeping sheep and the sheep are happy? You're going to be target practice with your slingshot. Your boy. Right? And so David goes and he selects five smooth stones. And he comes back and he puts them in his, in his shepherd bag. And he had his sling, his slingshot, and he drew near to the Philistine. He came out to battle. And the Philistine came on in verse 41 and drew near unto David. And the man that bare the shield went before them. So it wasn't even just Goliath coming out. It was the Goliath's servant who carried the shield who was also coming out against David. Now, somebody who didn't have too much faith may have said, oh, two against one, not fair fight. Didn't bother David. And the Philistine looked about and saw David. He disdained him. For he was but a youth and ruddy and of a fair countenance. And the Philistines said unto David, Am I a dog that thou comest to me with staves? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistines said unto David, Come to me, and I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air and to the beasts of the field. Then David said to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with the sword and with the spear and with the shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. This day will the Lord deliver thee into my hands, and I will smite thee and take thine head from thee, and I will give the carcasses of the host 
of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear, but the battle is the Lord's, and he will give it into our hands. Faith. And it came to pass when the Philistine arose and came and drew nigh to meet David, that David hasted and ran toward the army to meet the Philistines. So, so David didn't, didn't waste any time. He's like, oh, it's on now. Come on, boy. Reached in his pocket, grabbed out that smooth stone, put in the little slingshot. Pew. Took aim. That stone hit Goliath, the only place that Goliath was not covered. From head to toe, you understand, from head to toe, he's a big guy. From head to toe, he was covered in brass and iron armor, except for a little space right here. David, pinpoint precision accuracy. Pulled back that slingshot, took aim. Pew. Bible says that stone hit Goliath right in the forehead, killed him instantly. Hallelujah. David took aim, fired, killed that giant. We take aim, fire. Any giant that comes up against us, when we declare the word of the Lord, like reaching in our bag, pulling it out, like, oh, come on, that's all you have to do is confess the word. But don't you know you have a cancer diagnosis of a stage four? Watch. Don't you know that you can never get off government assistance once you get on? Watch. Don't you know? Girl, you are over 35. What man is ever going to want you? Watch. <laughs> Honey, you're 40 years old, babe. That means that you are a high-risk pregnancy. Watch. We take aim and fire at those giants. With our faith, with the words of our mouth, we are giant killers. 
giant killers. There is nothing that is impossible when you are an anointed giant killer. How many giant killers do I have in the house? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God didn't say that it was impossible for Goliath to go down. Goliath said that it was impossible. Saul said that it was impossible. David's brothers said that it was impossible. But David had to hear stronger than anybody what God said. God said, you're the one. You're the one. He opened his mouth, took authority, dead aim. Move that giant out of his way. It was, was that a hard kill? It was an easy kill. David, or Goliath, wasn't the real enemy. Goliath was a symptom that David had to deal with. All those no's, all those circumstances mounting that would tell David over and over again, not you. You can't. No. You? Impossible. David said, watch. All of us have those giants. All of us have those giants. But you have to decide. Doesn't matter what your mama told you. Now, your mama may have been telling you, you're a giant killer. You can do all things through God. Amen? Your mom may have been saying the exact opposite. You're not going to amount to nothing. Doesn't matter. You got to know that with God, all things are possible. Giant, you're going down. Amen? It's by the words of our mouth, the words of our mouth that we move mountains and kill giants. What we say matters. What we say will, will, will grow that faith to make that giant fall, to make that mountain move. And what we don't say will keep us looking at that giant, taunting us teasing us until we decide to speak to that. Amen? Amen. So your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to walk like, talk like, act like all things are possible with God. You will move mountains. You will walk on water. You will kill giants for all to see. And this word will never end.